Witchy and Weird Podcast. Hi, Witchy and Weird listeners. Uh, Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share some new exciting things in the podcast world. So on Spotify, you can now leave reviews. So whether or not you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would deeply appreciate it and love it (laughs) if you could give us a five-star review, obviously, if you think it is warranted, right? (laughs) But please review us because that's how I can reach more people. We can grow our witch community and we can start sharing these amazing stories of BIPOC witches, queer witches, of decolonization demystifying and help empower more people um and as well i'm always gonna plug the patreon so if you still haven't become a patron and you're on the fence and you want to become one you can join for as little as six dollars a month and start getting access to two extra episodes every month if you want to up the ante you can join the second tier which is only 13 dollars a month and you'll get not only everything in the first tier but you get a percentage off merch you get 15 percent off all merch for life you get the ability to ask like a q a discussion based off of every episode so i'll post in the patreon every episode that we release and if you have any burning questions that came up during like listening to the recording you can ask them there and you also get additional like downloadable pdf shadow work prompts that coincide with one episode each month And if you're like, no, I want everything, it's only $22 a month. You get everything before, and this time you get 20% off merch for life. And you get once a month on Zoom, a group coaching with me. So you get to ask one question, and I will psychically answer it for you and coach you through it. And yeah, I'm just really excited for all the newness that's going to come, newness that's going to come in 2022. So this episode is coming out on December 31st. So let me be one of the first people to wish you a happy new year. And yeah, I'm just really excited to get into this episode with Alexa. It's really, really important and really juicy. So can't wait. Hi, Witchy and Weird. I am joined by another amazing guest today. So I'm here with Alexa Branco, and she is the High Priestess of Mother Nature and the head Bruja in charge of Bruja's Tomb. Um, The Bruja's Tomb is actually her shop that she created for Earth Witches and the Spooky Inclined. And hi, welcome, Alexa. (laughs) Hello, so honored to be here. What's up, Amanda? What's up, Witchy and Weird listeners? Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love working with the earth and earth magic. So I'm excited to talk to you all about that and talk about like your path and your business. And yeah, let's just get into it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's up? Yeah, you're like, where to start? Where to start? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm curious, like, high priestess um like how how did you take on that title for mother nature like where my my witchcraft journey 
So obviously from a young age, like many people, I was super interested in witchcraft and all of the spooky inclined things. Um, I grew up, you know, reading all of the Salem witch trials books in my school library, all the Harry Potter, pretending it was Halloween town. So (laughs) I think it was kind of like no surprise when later on in my life, when I started questioning my Roman Catholic upbringing, that witchcraft kind of just came as a, a, an obvious thing. So how I kind of my, you know, high priest of mother nature, what exactly does that mean? I actually, um, it's funny you ask like how I came to that because I kind of don't like referring myself as it because it feels very like pretentious to kind of like give yourself a title, but it's a title that was kind of like very much given to me. Um, and that I was kind of asked into by some tree spirits in the forest by my house. I love that. If, on any other podcast, people will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. But you guys are like, yes, the tree spirits ask this of you. So basically my spiritual awakening began with mother earth and mother nature. Basically after I obviously, well, you know, growing up Roman Catholic didn't really drive with it. Um, I started to really look at the earth as kind of even from a Catholic, you know, a Christian upbringing, the earth was like created by God. So in their minds, right? So if you honor the earth, then aren't you honoring God? Mm. So that's kind of where I started to bridge the gap between, you know, earth being uh, something that you could actually like work with and pray to. Mm. And then I had my exact like spiritual awakening when I went to Niagara Falls when I was 17 my we I don't know if you've ever been in Niagara Falls but there's like you can go into the Horseshoe Falls like on a boat in your little poncho and basically like when we went in it like the world changed for me it was again like you'll get this it was literally as if the waterfall spoke to me Hmm. like I literally the Niagara Falls like spoke to me and basically like told me and made me realize that you know, God or deity is so much bigger than our view of it. Mm-hmm. And like the best way that I can experience that is through praising and saving Mother Earth because mm-hmm. like she is all of it. So after <laughs> the waterfall talked to me, that's where I really started to begin exploring Wicca as a, you know, nature-based religion, the obvious like next step. I did really enjoy Wicca, but I didn't 100% drive with it. So thus began my eclectic witchcraft path of, you know, studying a little bit of brujeria, studying a little bit of Wicca, studying a little bit of stegeria, and then kind of creating my own unique form of magic. And then the title of High Priestess of Mother Nature really came in where actually about two years ago, or a year ago, I was sitting in some woods by my house where I often do, you know, like work and just kind of like perform ritual or I'll go to sit. And I was sitting there and I have like really bad aphantasia. Like I can't see anything out of my mind's eye. So I never see things. And I was sitting on the bench and just did trees. They, I literally saw these white sparkly things like come out of the trees, which I would now refer to, I guess, as elementals or nature spirits. Some might think of them as the fae, um, though I don't really work with them in that context. But they just literally, these white sparkly things like appeared like all over the forest and all over the trees. And basically I got like, my ability is really clear cognizance. So they basically like, just, it really just felt like they literally were like yelling at me, like, like, thank you. Because I go to that spot a lot to clean up. I do a lot of like garbage removal there. And I also pray there and do a lot of my ritual there. And it just really felt like they literally were asking me, telling me, shouting at me 
that they wanted me to take on a bigger role and that they wanted to thank me for the work that I've done thus far. And it like doing that work proved it to them that I was basically like worthy. And now it was, it is now my life's work to send that message forward. Cause like I experienced that like so fully. Mm. This is a very long winded answer to this. No, it's really cool story. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, so also what kind of drove me to know that the title was High Priestess of Mother Nature was that basically for the whole year ahead of that, I kept getting High Priestess as like my indicator card in tarot, mm. and I kept kind of rejecting it, and I kept putting it back in the pile because I always thought of myself as this, up until then I was always like kind of like the strength card, so I kept putting it back in because I was like no, like I don't want to, I'm not like that you know like I haven't like formally like gone through all my Wicca like degrees um and then that happened and then it just came very apparent to me that the you know mother was like literally shouting at me that she wanted me to make it my life's worth to you know spread her message and most importantly how like this are like environment being environmentally conscious mm-hmm. we can best praise her because my my like recycling work <laughs> I don't know how to put it but like my my um what's the word um what's the word for like uh environmentally friendly like conservation work mm-hmm. <laughs> is like directly related to my work as her uh priestess yeah yeah I've definitely seen your videos where you're like what is this come on guys we can do better <laughs> we could pick up this trash in the woods and I'm just like I like when I was going to college I was wanted to do environmental conservation as my master's so I'm totally here with you and I like interned mm-hmm. in the bay and like all that stuff um and I when I see you saying that I'm just like clapping I'm like yes <laughs> yes everybody please pick up your trash <laughs> it's honestly so like what really awakened me in Niagara Falls was I think what really made me realize like her beauty her power and then like the way that we're just so nobody I feel I it, like infuriated me that I feel like almost nobody else can see it like I need to awaken people to it is how much garbage there was just all over Mm-hmm. Like literally, I li- I went. I was seventeen, so then I went on iMovie and I took all the photos that I was like before the ticker talker. I took all the videos and photos I did, and I put it to Colors of the Wind from like uh, <laughs> Pocahontas, and I posted it on Facebook. And I was like, "We need to save the environment!" Like, da da da. This is what's going on in Niagara Falls because it was just yeah, like when you see something so beautiful, and then just mm-hmm. plastic water bottles, yeah. pen- like just utensils, like hair ties, just thrown about it like it was just so upsetting and that's kind of what also made me realize like I need to do something about this because she's actively like hurting yeah yeah it's like that out here in LA with all the beaches and stuff so I totally feel you wow that's so awesome though that you saw like actual like elementals or things and they were like yo we want you to step into this (laughs) like with my it was so crazy because like I said it was like with like my plain eyes I was like I haven't like smoked anything today like I haven't drank like I'm just sitting in the woods like 12 like noon like it's like the middle of the day and it, I mean it was awesome but it was also and it was it was honestly beautiful I just like immediately I, I'm a mess every time I see something beautiful on earth I just start crying yes yeah, but that's what it was I just started crying because I felt like meanwhile my boyfriend was with me and he was like I don't see anything <laughs> and I was like you don't see it like you don't see like the way they're speaking like I know what they're saying I know <laughs> you ever had like any other um instances like that afterwards um there's been a lot of like so my dog Coco who I talk about a lot on my page um is my main spirit guide and I didn't realize until like you know in the last two years that her having her 
was kind of like one of my biggest tests of if I was worthy, like how I would treat her. She, my dog, she ended up passing of cancer. So basically like my treatment of her in her decline and the way that I acted was, I very much feel also one of like the tests. Mm. And so she makes herself extremely prevalent, like very prevalent in my life now. Um, Like to this day, like I, like she'll send me signs. She's like my, like I said, like my main spirit guide. And um, specifically like with my day job, like she literally sent me it. It was like one of it was one of many, Coco is just like such a big person in my life. I have to mention her whenever I do an interview because it's just like, she is such a, she was such a part of my journey to uh, priestess of mother nature because she was like an animal put in my care. Mm. And I had to like really prove myself with her. And I did not realize it at the time until they really asked me of this. And I was kind of like tree spirits, like, why am I worthy? And they basically like told me it was because of all my conservation work. And then um, everything that happened with Coco mm. and her. I love that. Oh, that just like makes me want to cry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to this day, like I could cry about her every holiday. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like her, her ashes are on my altar. This is like taking a morbid turn, but it's really not because it's like, even though she's passed, like I said, she's so prevalent in my life, mm-hmm. especially with like my um spirit work and with my, like, even in my day job career, like every time something good happens, like I know it's because she mm-hmm. sent me this. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have my childhood dog's ashes on my altar, so I don't feel like it's morbid at all. Yeah, it's like beautiful. It's like they're still there. Yeah, I I got a tattoo of him, so it's like never gonna forget. (laughs) But oh, that's so awesome. So okay, so you have your business, the Bruja's Tomb, and you like you're the head Bruja in charge, the HBIC. how do you like marry all of this like earthwork with being like a bruja? Like, how does that look like for you in your practice now? So my, it's funny because I'm a Virgo, but my practice, well, my practice is very Virgo in the sense of it's very earthy, but it's also a little bit chaotic in that I don't really, my practice is very like unique because <laughs> like I said, I'm an eclectic witch. So I really like to, and I'm also a sage. So my what I like to do is I really like to research and read and kind of take everything that resonates with me from all of these different paths and make it into my own. So what that, as far as like really the three that inspire me, like I mentioned earlier, I really kind of follow like Wicca, Stregaria, and then Brujaria. And then just my own chaotic form of like yelling at the ground <laughs> is basically what I call it. It's like, it's like my, my practice is honestly very unique and that like, I'm not a good pagan and that I really don't celebrate like many if any of the holidays um my my practice is just not very you know it's not very European in that sense Mm -hmm. I really don't go by like the pagan wheel of the year so what it really looks like for me is just it's very intuitive Mm -hmm. so like I I wrap in brujeria principles with kind of like my candle magic I do a lot of like novena magic and um I work with like my Mayan elemental um which is a little different than like the astrological chart so like every all of us have an element my element is air so I make sure that I utilize like maracas and drums and stuff in my practice which is kind of where the more like Latino witchcraft comes in um as well as sometimes working with like Our Lady like of Guadalupe um versus like I guess my practice gets a little more traditional and like, well, I actually gets non-traditional because I really don't do spell draws and stuff like that. I honestly go into the woods and I do exactly what my soul tells me to do, (laughs) 
which can sometimes look like digging a hole and leaving an offering and writing a petition. Mm. Or sometimes it can look like just like, yeah, like, like literally touching my hands to the ground and like speaking into the earth, like what I want to happen. Mm. Like, and I guess what I mean by like, it can be very chaotic in a sense of like, there's no real structure, but um, it works for me because I am a little, I'm very intuitive. I don't like, I like to do what feels right to me. I don't like to follow a book, if that makes sense. Like it needs to feel right for me. So like, I actually did do a a very formal ritual last month. I did like a very formal ritual, like to Lady Persephone, went into the woods, wrote a petition, lit a candle, wrote the proper runes, like Mm. on her candle. That's really rare. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though. Cause I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of people, maybe even a lot of listeners, like, especially if you're coming into your spiritual awakening or, you know, uptaking like the title of being a witch, it can feel like you need to follow a certain path. You need to follow certain rules, excuse me. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just going to do whatever I want. So I think it's really nice because I do the same thing too. Like I don't celebrate all the holidays or like do every full moon and new moon. And it's liberating to just follow your own internal compass. I think a lot of people are scared to do that and so you're just like out here just being a shining example of like you can do it you can be successful it can work for you it can feel right for you so thank you for like doing that and sharing that (laughs) sometimes it honestly sharing that is like a little scary in that I always feel like people are going to label me you know like not a real witch Hmm. because I don't like do the formal stuff but I'm like honestly it has very much worked for me thus far like not to toot my own horn I'm I've done very well um because yeah to me and this is probably comes in with like my elemental being air is like I don't feel as if I always need to like perform a you know ritual Mm -hmm. in order to get something done I very much feel like I can think it manifest it make it happen kind of however I want to even if that looks like just mentally making it happen which I can't really it's hard to explain beyond just you know like just I making it happen with your mind (laughs) yeah sheer force of will Yes. Yeah. And what kind of, go ahead. What kind of like inspired that? Like, where did you get this take on? Like, I feel like by studying, like, you know, being a sage and studying so many different religions, I mean, even like I've dipped into Judaism and like other formal religions before. um, I think that after reading and researching so many religions and realizing how many similarities they all have, it really made me realize that I don't have to do any one thing perfectly because they're all kind of, it's all kind of the same energy, mm-hmm. like kind of how every divine feminine is kind of like a face of the same, you know, energy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like every, pretty much every culture lights a candle, mm-hmm. whether it's a novena or like an, a chime candle or whatever, everyone lights a candle. So how I necessarily do that is really not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've realized that too. I see a lot of the rituals, a lot of the like intentions are very similar. Um, and it's like, I, I don't know. It's so interesting how people like don't see that. And they're like, no, but mine is the one. And it's like, it's the same thing. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all the same thing. That's like, it's amazing to me, especially with organized religions, mm-hmm. how they all don't realize they're doing the same thing. And call, like when I started studying Wicca, like more formally, I studied underneath the coven. That's when I realized, I was like, wait, there's so many aspects of this, which are identical to the Roman Catholic mass. Like with the wine, like the wine and cake ceremony is like basically the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, wait, this is all the same thing. We're fighting about nothing. (laughs) Like, what are we arguing about? 
Yeah. And like Wick is like notorious, like the guy who created it, like he kind of was just like, yeah, I took whatever I liked and I threw it, threw it in there. So it is like a big like mix of everything. So it is funny that like people who maybe are Wiccan are like, oh, that's organized religion. It's like your religion takes from pieces of that. So it's the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's all the kind of the same idea umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned Brujaria and Stegria. Can you mention or talk about what those are for maybe people who don't know what they are? Yeah, sure. So when, you know, doing witchcraft work, you talk a lot about ancestral work. And so I kind of dipped into my ancestry and what their traditional forms of magic would look like. So for me, that would be Stregoria, which is Italian witchcraft. Um, Looks very much like it can look like Catholic magic or it can look like the old Roman gods. And then Brujaria, which is going to be my Puerto Rican side. So the Latina side. Um, and brujería is basically the Latino word for witchcraft. It can mean a couple different things. So brujería can mean, if it, basically if we were like writing this down, brujería with the capital B and the apostrophe over the I is like the traditional formal version of brujería. That's the version that you have to get initiated into. You, it's a closed practice. Um, even like Latinos, like you can't just walk up and become a bruja. You'd have to like get initiated by a mentor and study beneath them. Whereas brujaria, lowercase b, with or without the apostrophe, uh, you know, the tilde over the i, um, is the more umbrella term for like Latin folk magic. Mm. So I practice the lowercase b version, which is the Latin folk magic version. Um, because a brujaria with a cap it's very close practice like it's even kind of difficult to find information of it like online because it's very it was very shameful uh, Mm -hmm. to practice it even nowadays the reason why there's I mean there's even a distinction between the two words is like because it's can it can be viewed as very shameful because typically the Latin people are very um, they can be very Christian Mm -hmm. and they can be very conservative um, the idea of brujaria in itself is kind of like radical. Mm. So even like when I'm at my booth, I've had like older Latino people come into my booth and kind of be like, you're a bruja and like, you're going to scare people away with that word, like mm. using it in your marketing and branding, even, even though you're a good witch, mm. like, you know, people are going to see that word and run away. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's really on them. They're probably not my target customer, you know, <laughs> go into the whole Captalia, so many things. But, um, also like it's a really a reclaiming of the word because yes like when we were colonized you know the word bruja became evil because we had to take on you know the colonizers religion which was catholicism yeah yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah so for even you- like okay oh sorry i was just gonna say even within brujeria there is actually like there's like technically the brujeria that involves like guadalupe mm-hmm. like a la virgin it like even that technically like has colonial roots because we had to end up like you know that takes on still the catholic faith if you actually go to like traditional traditional brujeria like pre-spanish they worship like a whole different set of gods Mm -hmm. yeah so to answer your long answer to the question is that yeah there's a lot of different meanings of what exactly constitutes brujeria and a bruja i love that though i think it's cool that you're so how did you like find your way into this like how you were saying like i'm not you do like I didn't get initiated into like the closed practice version but I still wanted to be a part of it or practice it like what drew you to it 
so when I, after I studied Wicca, I did never finished my degrees. Uh, I didn't even get to the first degree. Mm -hmm. I was still in like the learning coven portion when I was kind of like, I like this. I like the idea of it, but I'm not obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when I was like, okay, I'll leave and kind of learn somewhere else. And then I had, you know, just started reading lots of books, very Virgo of me, (laughs) um, started reading lots of books. I read, um, you know, like Year of the Witch by Tempest Alden, American Brujeria by J. Allen Cross was really, um, that's really kind of what opened my eyes to Brujeria and what exactly it was. Mm. And then um, there were some other books that kind of opened my eyes. And so when I was like, huh, I don't love Wicca, but I do still want to do this witchcraft thing. I was looking for like another path. And so that's when I um, started learning a bit about Stegeria. And I really liked some of the principles because it's very familiar, like, you know, realizing how much of this stuff, like, you know, our grandmas do and not even realize that it's witchcraft (laughs) or they do knowingly know that it's witchcraft, but they won't say it. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't until I kind of got to Ruharia that I was like, okay, this feels, it felt kind of a little bit more like a soul click Mm. of like, this is the ancestry that wants my attention. Like, this is the forgotten ancestry because so growing up, like I mentioned, I was raised Roman Catholic, but I was also raised. So I'm from New Jersey, in case you can't hear it in the voice. Um, I'm from New Jersey. And so I was raised in a very white town. And like, if you could see me, I am fairly white passing. Um, but I am actually Puerto Rican. I'm Portuguese, Puerto Rican and Italian. Um, but growing up, I was not taught anything about the Puerto Rican side. So I actually do have a very high percentage of Puerto Rican. My mom is 50%. Her mother is, her father was a hundred percent. But growing up, it was like not spoken of. It was like, we, my grandma just like pretended to be Italian. It was like sixties, New York. It was real West side story vibes. Um, And being Puerto Rican was like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So it was completely ignored. So once I started reading about basically my own community and realizing how much I was compl- like was robbed for me, I knew that I had to dig deeper because there's this whole culture, this whole community that I, this whole language that was just completely taken from me because of a lot of internalized racism, like within my, you know, ancestry. And then how, what that's actually been looking like for like learning it, it's really difficult to learn Brujeria because like I said, it's mostly closed practice or it was shameful up until the last really like two, three years. Cause even though the witchy movement goes back a little further than that, I mean, it was very, the witchy movement was very white up until, I mean, still is, but like really wasn't getting diversified until kind of recently. So it's been honestly just a lot of reading and then reaching out to mentor, like finding people via the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to take a three-day course in Virginia um, over this past sew-in with a five-generation curandera Mm -hmm. um, and bruja named Wendy Matahouseman. Totally recommend her page for, you know, other bruja resources, um, support other brujas. Um, and that was awesome because really that was actually, that kind of acted as my formal initiation into it, if that makes sense. Cause we did like a whole ritual and that was, it was called like reclaiming the Bruja power, which was a really awesome experience because that was actually the first time that I was able to learn from someone who is like a Bruja, not from a book, basically like yeah. an, a person. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. I think like, 
that sentiment that you're sharing, I feel like probably a lot of our listeners are going to feel that deeply. Like I don't, I didn't get raised with the part of my culture that like, I know DNA I'm made up of. And I, it's like a big question mark. Like, what is it? How do I connect with it? What are like the practices? And, and especially like if you're BIPOC or you're part of like a community that is like marginalized or demonized, then you have to, like a lot of things are like hidden. Like I know for me, my family, you know, we emigrated to New York too, and we were Jewish and we changed our last name and like all these things. And so there's a lot of stuff that's like hidden and lost. And then now we're here and we want to, you know, create change and connect and heal. And it's like, cool. Now I have to pick up all the pieces and figure it out on my own. So like, honestly, I just want to say like, I commend you for doing that. I know that's like a hard path to take up to learn on your own and to feel like an outsider learning your own culture is really bizarre. And then now you're here and you're like sharing and educating, which is like even like a bigger uptick of it too. (laughs) It's especially hard to, um, I'm like a very confident person. I have no problem. Like (laughs) it's very, like my chart is like, OMC so I'm very just like I, I'm confident in all of it but it is like you said like being viewed as an outsider by your own culture because like even there are times that like I'll up like I'm obviously called the Bruja's tomb so I'll have you know people who think they're quote real Latinos follow me and then they'll comment on my videos and be like she speaks with such a white girl accent or like mm. oh you can't even roll your r's when you're saying Olympia and like you know shit like that and that's like that's obviously it can be very hurtful because it feels like there's basically like a within most communities and especially in the Latino community it's like recognize that there's a lot of colorism and there's a lot of you know their own like our own internalized issues and now I'm like shedding light on that because it's like you know what yeah I was raised a quote white girl mm-hmm. I was raised in a really white town I don't speak Spanish I wish I did um the reason I don't speak Spanish is because my great-grandma was deaf mm-hmm. it wasn't I mean she wouldn't have let us speak it anyway but she was deaf so we completely lost that language. Like the second she moved to America, her kids obviously learned English. Mm. So it can be very hurtful, but it's just remembering that like, it is my culture. I like, you know, doing the ancestry and seeing how many of your ancestors are from there. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you know, this, this fight is bigger than just myself. It's the fight of as well, my ancestors who are now you know, finally being seen and heard after generations of being quieted. And then as well, you know, this, like you said, this is a journey that so many can relate to in trying to like decolonize our practices mm-hmm. after generations of our family assimilating. Yeah. Like it's really hard to dig up information on people that tried to hide their whole lives. <laughs> yeah. Like just that factor. Like it's hard to even figure out like, the towns that we're from like you know grandparents like don't want to talk about it they give you like fake birthdays like yeah it's rough <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's it's interesting too because it's like people judge you for not being like Puerto Rican enough or Latina enough and it's like you're actually doing like the most Latina thing of saying like I'm choosing my culture to learn about my culture like the harder part like I feel like sometimes I mean the privilege of like being raised in a household where you are taught your culture is like when you're a kid you don't really have a choice so then you just know it and you're like saying like I care so much about this that I want to like learn on my own time about this and be a part of it and I feel like 
it's like really unfortunate and like honestly kind of stupid that people are judging you for it. it's like yo I'm doing extra work like to learn about this like don't, yeah don't like push me aside for this yeah oh my goodness yeah no it definitely um and it's all it was also I mean in a way I guess a privileged you know to grow up in a very privileged town mm-hmm. but on the yeah on the flip side you know it's picking up the pieces of both a family that wanted to forget they were that thing and then the you know and then having people who are actively a part of the community telling you well we still don't want you a part of the community mm-hmm. but I'm going to continue to take up space mm-hmm. because um it is my it is like my right it is my family's right my I mean just like the things we've re- you know the history I've learned the things that I realized about myself the things I've realized that make so much more sense um like since uh, ongoing like continuing this journey is so much worth more than people because it really wasn't until I discovered you know it's like you don't know what you have till it's gone or like you don't miss what you don't know Mm -hmm. kind of thing like I didn't realize how much culture I was missing out on and how much history I was missing out on until I was made aware of it yeah and now I can't go back because (laughs) I need to know I need to especially as a stage like I live for the truth like I need to know what happened and everything and it's such a like so this is such a Virgo mission of me to just like have to do all this research <laughs> to find all this out. Yeah, dang, that's so awesome. So speaking of taking up space, we have your business where you take up lots of lovely space. So I, I'd love to know more about like how you now take all of what you learn and fuse it into like products for people and readings for people, like what like your mission is, like what all that looks like for you and your business. So the Bruja's tomb was really begun. It, it was a two-parted reason. It was one because I, so like I'm also a big creator energy. So like I had a vision <laughs> and I, especially like, I don't know, I'm an artist by day, uh, a professional makeup artist. So I, I had a vision and I just needed to make it happen. And that was that I wanted to, I was in the middle of doing a cord cutting ritual about my ex-boyfriend <laughs> when I had the vision that this was something I needed to do and, you know, pr- give to other people. Mm. Um, and then the second part was that I was, you know, being so sick of seeing misinformation on the line by people who are so much less educated and yet were painting themselves as like reliable resources Mm. and then wanting to really be like a pillar of truth for, you know, my customer base and like for people, because I have just like such an unbiased, like anyone who's got to read me and say, like, I have a very just like neutral unbiased stance like I'm really just here to tell you the truth I'm not I'm not here to like I'm not here to coddle you mm-hmm. I'm not here to baby you uh but I'm I'm just telling you the truth and kind of how you want to what you want to do with that is really your own right right so yeah when Capcholia taught us about the stage I was like wait no that's literally me I always thought I was like a bad tarot reader for not wanting to do like love readings where I have to hold their hand but it's no it's just like that's not my mission my mission on this earth is really um, to create and usher in the next, you know, teach the next generation of witches. And that looks like to me telling them the truth. I, um, so I have, a, as far as like my offerings, I have, as of now, I have my products and then I have my services. So as of now, and I say that with a big as of now, because mm-hmm. 2022 bringing big changes. Yeah. Um, I have two different readings that I offer. Um, I have like my signature reading, which is the messages from earth reading. And that's really where I just, 
I am, like I said, I'm very honest and my, like my approach is just very, I give you the facts and I don't do it in a rude or mean way. It's just like, it's very Virgo of me. It's just <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear uh, at this point. And then you can, you can live your life with the truth. <laughs> And so I have, yeah, I have, um, I do tarot readings. I'm soon going to be coming into the teaching space um, as well as like the um, lecturing space. And then I also have my products, which are my, those are like my babies. Um, I have my products. I have, as of right now, two collections. By the time this, what would I say? This comes out in like a week or two. So we'll be going. A couple days in Friday. Oh, actually. Okay. So (laughs) in about two weeks, we'll have three collections. (laughs) You're hearing it here first, guys. Um, And that's where I have like my sprays, salts, crystals, candles, basically all the tools to help people on that journey and assist them on that journey. Um, We have, like I said, my three collections, which is going to be cleanse and protect, love and adoration, and now wealth and prosperity. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I, candles, crystals, salts, everything is made super intentionally. I hand make everything completely myself. I draw all the labels. Nice. It's, you know, you know how it is with the one man yes. uh, business. It's you do everything. Oh, I love that though. I've been seeing you like, you're really like growing a lot this year with going all, going to all the like um, fairs and things. It's so nice to see like your stuff getting out there. Cause I totally agree with you. Like a lot of misinformation, a lot of limiting stuff is being like thrown around and people, I like, I think learning from an eclectic witch is like really where it's at because like some people get too stuck in the rules of their practice and they make people think that's the only way. So I love that you create tools for people to like you, like you said, do their practice to just like help them on their way, on their journey and same thing kind of like with your um with your readings you're like here's the information do what you want (laughs) yeah it's I I appreciate that way of putting it because I was like I don't even know like how to talk about like my approach to my products but it's true it's like I make products that you can use like I always say to my customers at fairs like you can use them intentionally or you can use them because they smell nice yeah like at the end of the day that's on you I always take like a very neutral stance Um, everything is charged everything is made with essential oils everything is you know wonderful but at the end of the day you're not ready to use it like that and you just want to smell nice you know rock out (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I mean like your magic and your intention is already in it and I think that's what's really amazing about buying from like small business people who put in a lot of like love and magic and all that because it's like if I don't really want to try super hard with my magic I can use the created magic for me and it'll still work so I love that you're creating that opportunity. I always say like specifically with my candles, because they're like charged crystal candles that I make with essential oils instead of fragrance oils. So they're all like, they're, you know, they're spell casted candles. Mm-hmm. So I always say like, those are amazing for like the beginner witch, because if you're not yet comfortable with creating, like you don't know, I feel like, you know, especially with baby witches, I always see a lot of like, I'm not like, I'm still getting ready for my first spell or like, you know, researching for my first spell. And it's like, so if you're not ready to take that step with making it all, here's a little pre-made and then you can, you can pray over it if you'd like, or if you're still nervous, you can just light it. Like it's what, that's what I said. Like, it's all very, it's what you want to do. There's no pressure at the Bruja's tomb because I like, I always say like, I'm too busy to be mad. 
Like there's just too much going on in life to, you know, be stressing. And that's why like, I always advocate like the path of the eclectic witch. Cause I'm like, why stress about what everybody else wants you to do when you could just rely on your intuition to tell you what to do. Like, you don't know how many eclipses pass and I see like, you know, TikTok freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything for this. And they're like, if you don't cast on this full moon, like, you know, you're losing out on the power of like a thousand suns. And I'm like, I don't really feel like it today. I'm just going to smoke some weed and, you know, drink some tea. <laughs> That's like me too. I'm like, oh, it passed. Yeah. Oops. Like, <laughs> big yikes. Yeah. Like, Yule came and went, and everyone was like, I feel so bad because people are like, have a happy, like, have a happy solstice, Alexa. And I'm like, thanks. I won't be celebrating it. Yeah. Same. I didn't do anything for me. I love that. So, okay. So, what I'm I'm curious to know, like, I just want to know, like, fun stories or things that have happened. Like, what has it been like? Is there anything that sticks out that you want to, like, share with people about? your your business your witchcraft I feel like there's I don't know I just feel like there's something cool that you have to share that needs to come out well okay well I mean I have so many <laughs> I mean I don't know you want to talk about my past lives where my little sister is my son from a past life because gender isn't real or like how honestly the what began my business is like has to do with like a past life like soulmate question mark who is my little sister's father in the past life and like that's why I have the Bruja's tomb (laughs) or like the time I went to Gettysburg and I almost got freaking murdered by a ghost oh my goodness these are all I have I know I'm like we we could go on I and honestly they all have to do with the same I guess story of like past lives so I guess you could say well I okay so like I will say my journey with witchcraft has really kind of been like uh it's actually interesting they both have to do with the past right is like two specific things have really been like, you know, sticking out my journey and that's ancestral work and past life work. I feel like I have more past life things than like the average witch, if that makes sense. I feel like it comes up a lot in my life. And so it's really, so like basically a fun fact is that this life is actually kind of like a completion of a cycle, a very big karmic cycle I've been in for quite a few lives now. Um, and this is like me taking on the mantle of high priestess was imperative to completing this karmic cycle Mm. uh, and shred it like finishing it off for me and kind of people always ask me like well how did you figure all that out and I'm like started with an ex-boyfriend in Gettysburg (laughs) um I so like I said I have aphantasia so I can't see anything but like the first past life regression that I I've only successfully regressed myself once Hmm. um and all I I didn't see anything I just heard one thing and I knew what it was because clear cognizance is like really my actually strongest ability and so what I heard was a little boy screaming mommy Hmm. and I like immediately bounced out and I knew that it was my little sister talking to me she was a boy in that lifetime and it was a past life and that was about like, that was maybe like five, four years, four or five years ago now when I like realized that. And then that really set off my past life journey. And now it's been like four or five years. I found out a lot of stuff. There's still so much more to uncover because it sounds like I have a lot of lives, but they all were kind of culminating in this life. Um, and the, 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 basically the, 
the necessary culmination is me taking on this mantle of high priestess, thus breaking the cycles of being reliant on this one guy mm. <laughs> who I went to Gettysburg with, um, who is my little sister's father from a previous life. <laughs> Wild. It's a very, if you were, I feel like if you were, this were to be a visual right now, it'd be like the guy and it's always sunny, like with the web. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Alana in this life is my son in a past life. My ex-boyfriend was her dad, but he's not my soulmate. <laughs> it was all a big karmic lesson. But on, and honestly, I w- mind you, when I figured out half of that, I was not into, like I was not, like I was very early in my witchcraft journey. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, I, I hate how interwoven like that story is actually with my journey in witchcraft, mm-hmm. but it was very, like necessary like it really propelled me forward because the more as our good friend Angelica Kresge told me the more successful I become the less attractive I become to him and Mm -hmm. therefore leave him in this life and like finally break out of that cycle so Mm -hmm. I guess that's my fun fact is that my little sister is my son (laughs) um I don't know their name in the previous life Mm -hmm. someone can figure that out for me that'd be great (laughs) <laughs> but Alana's my son from a previous life and being high priest of mother nature completes a karmic cycle that I've been going through for like many lives <laughs> that's so awesome though I feel like that is like the biggest you know like sometimes when we're taking on like a business we're just like oh, am I doing the right thing I feel like that's like the biggest like reassurance or validation that's like no this is a huge thing that's been a couple lives coming for you <laughs> I think it was, I think it was you who had asked me in one of my lives, like, do you ever want to, like, what is your plan with Bruja's tomb? Like, do you plan to do this full time? Like, do you plan to leave makeup artistry? And the answer to that is actually yes. Mm. Um, but if you are listening to this and you work with me, no, it's not. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, so that is like the, that is actually the big plan because basically after, after I realized, yeah, like after you realize something that big, like that was a big tuna moment in my life where I basically realized that this whole time I thought that my main purpose in life was to win an Academy Award mm-hmm. and to, you know, be a big shot, a makeup, special effects, makeup artist, department head. Um, but then I, re- at that moment was where I realized that my life's work is actually so much more important than that. It's to awaken, teach, and be a pillar of, you know, education for awakening like basically mankind's soul yeah and like since realizing that it's been very like difficult to just like do stuff like I love 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 my job I have the coolest job in the world I do awesome things I meet awesome people every day but it's like once the tree spirit talks to you (laughs) it's difficult to like go to work like let's be honest you know what I'm saying like when you know there's a freaking like sparkly white fairy living in a tree, like how am I supposed to just go to work? Yeah. And whenever I tell my dad that, my dad's like, I don't see how the two are related. And I'm like, because I'm like sitting in a basement, like knowing that there's basically something like bigger out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, my work definitely feels all so much more like faded now um, and so much more important. Uh, and I now realize how, you know, being a makeup artist and all that stuff was very important to getting me to this point so that I could, you know, launch onto this journey. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's really interesting how just like my mom always say, everything happens for a reason. 
<laughs> and like it does really it is really amazing like how that is because even like like I kind of vaguely mentioned before like my career like my current career and job was given to me by like my dead dog which is weird because it's like dead dog has to do with like witchcraft and stuff but then like it so it all is still very like connected despite being such different subjects yeah I love that you're like so because you're your trust and your intuition is so strong that like everything you you it feels like you're very open to all of these things like I feel like regular people would be like no my dad dog could never like that's just weird you know like <laughs> yeah you're like oh yeah like I realized this karmic cycle and all this stuff like and it's just like yeah like that makes sense I'm going to incorporate that into my story I feel like people like wouldn't maybe even get to that realization or that part because they're like very stuck in like no, this doesn't make any logical sense. Like how? And you're, I don't know, like, if have you always been like super trusting in your intuition like this? Like, I think it's really cool. Like more people need to do this. So I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I actually had one of my friends. I did like, I was telling one of my friends about like my crazy past life story. And she was like, it's kind of amazing that like, not only, you know, all this, but you like accept all of it. And now you can like heal from it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, not even a witchy person. And she's like, cause like so many people will like have the exact same issues and like never work. Like they'll just live their whole lives with them. And so like, I don't know, have I always been this, I guess, I guess it, again, it's like, it does kind of come back to the makeup artistry. It's like, I have always had, I guess, a sense of trust in myself and knowing that I was right and that everybody was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Like from a very young age, like being bullied, um, obviously like so many other cool people. Um, being bullied all throughout middle school and everyone telling me like I was wrong I was a freak I was a weirdo especially like I was doing special effects makeup in high school so I wasn't just like you know doing people's problems makeup I was like gluing shit to my face and showing up to school like I was definitely like I was labeled the freak like all the names and so I was bullied pretty badly but and that would knock the wind out of most other people's sail I guess you would have to look at my astral like my chart to be like why is she so confident Because honestly, even when everybody was telling me that in my gut, in my like core, I knew that they were wrong and I was going to prove them all wrong. Mm -hmm. And that like, I would have my moment of laughing on the stage and like the moment of reckoning. And that is, it honestly drove me because like, I knew, I just knew that it was possible. Mm -hmm. Like whenever people ask me, like, how do you manifest? Like you have like this, like, you, you know, you have this crazy career at such a young age. Like, how did you like manifest that? And I'm like, I just truly believed like in my core that that was what would be and that that's what was going to happen. Like, I knew that everyone was wrong. And I guess that confidence, if you want to say like psychology, like psychological, where did that come from? I don't know. I guess my mom, (laughs) my mom was a very strong willed Puerto Rican Italian woman. And then that with a mixture of my hero, Lady Gaga. um her brave speech when I saw her live in eighth grade literally completely changed my life Mm -hmm. and in that speech she says like um don't let anyone in the world tell you that you're not good enough you can't sing well enough you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough that you'll never win a Grammy that you'll never sell out Madison Square Garden you just tell them that you're a goddamn superstar and you were born this way Mm -hmm. I read that shit by heart because when I heard that I just like click like everything clicked for me and I was like she's right like it truly is just up to me like nobody else has to believe me like she says that in the speech she's like nobody believed in me like and she's like so if one person believes in you like let it be known that it's me Lady Gaga like I believe in you 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is like, it sounds cheesy, but that honestly changed my life. Cause I was like, I, it's true. I don't need anyone else to believe in me in order to make it happen. And in fact, it's all the more satisfying when I'm able to laugh in their face. Like one of the most satisfying moments in my life, like my dad is, was not very supportive. Like he's a Capricorn. So he was not supportive of me becoming a makeup artist. He wanted me to go to college. He wanted me to get the whole, you know, four-year degree and master's even better, like the whole shebang. And it was a big fight that I was like, no, like I, in my core, in my gut, like I am, no, I'm going to succeed. The most satisfying moment of my life is when I came at home with my late show badge and like they offered me the full-time position and I like had the badge with my face on it. Mm. And I was like, boom. And he like was shitting a brick. And I was like, I told you like it would happen and it did. And like, I sobbed like a bitch because I was just like, I knew it could happen. And I made, and I fought and it was hard work. Like it was not easy. It's not easy to believe in yourself when nobody else believes in you yeah. or when only your mother believes in you. I, Cause if she listens to the episode and hears it, I, my mother definitely believed in me. It was my dad who didn't. She's going to be like, yeah, you can talk about your father, but you know, I was there. <laughs> my mom was very much there for me because she understood what it was like because mm. her father didn't believe in her. Mm. But um, yeah. So where did I get this inner confidence? Probably my 10th house Virgo stellium. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, if anyone takes away anything from this podcast, let it be that I always say like, do not let anyone tell you what you are capable of. Mm-hmm. like these people live outside your body they don't know anything about you at the end of the day your family your friends they know what you choose to share with them only you know what you can do and you can change your life in a moment I decided it I knew in my core that I was going to be a successful makeup artist I knew I was going to work with celebrities and that I was going to be able to financially support myself doing it and I made that happen for myself by 22 years old because I just, I did everything I had to do. I did the hard work, the shitty films, the, you know, the bad movies, the unpaid gigs, the early mornings, the belief in myself, it just pays off. Like believe in yourself. Cause you can either live your entire rest of your life by someone else and be miserable, but you still got to live out those 70 years <laughs> or you can actually do what you love and like live out those 70 years. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. Yeah, I think that that lesson is definitely like a hard one for a lot of people to learn. So that's why I love like bringing on people that are like really inspiring, like care. I always see like all of the people that I bring on that are like you that like they're like, I'm doing my dream. I don't care. Like I literally see like a visual of like you like carrying like an Olympic torch. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like it's so important. Like I think sometimes people just need to see that it's a it's an option. It's a possibility. Cause like you said, so many people tell you it's not an option. It's not a possibility. And it can get to you. It can like really make you feel like okay. I guess not. I guess I have to follow whatever somebody else said. And like having examples of people like you that are like, I literally have two careers right now and I'm killing both of them. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. I always like, I sometimes be like, my older sister will always be like, I'm hearing you're bragging. And I'm like, no, I need to share my accomplishments because honestly, I'm not sharing them because I want a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing them because I want people to know that it's completely possible. Like when I wanted to be a makeup artist and everyone told me I couldn't, I was like, somebody wins the Academy Award every year. 
So what, like somebody makes it happen once a year. So why can't it be me? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, on my journey to winning an Emmy, like just putting it out there. <laughs> I already like, I work on an Emmy nominated show. Like I'm making it happen. I'm manifesting it. That's what I'm creating for myself. And so it's going to happen. I won a Peabody award earlier this year with my show. Um, the late show with Stephen Colbert, which was like the you know how awesome, like that was like I was sobbing because they actually gave us like physical awards for like the first time ever so I have like a physical award with like my name on it that I was like this is like again it was one of those like hallelujah moments where you're like I'm so like Snoop Dogg I'm so grateful for myself yep <laughs> like I am so grateful that I did not listen to anyone because I would not be standing here on a stage with an award with my name on it if I listen to anybody else. And honestly, what was the worst case scenario? Like, even if I didn't have such success, what would be the worst case scenario? I would still be a makeup artist. I'd still be happy because I didn't listen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like you make things happen for yourself. And so just, cause like you're the person who has to live the life. So you might as well live it happily. Yeah. For real. Even in those moments when I'm like freaking out, like, oh no, what if my business won't support me financially? I literally, I'm like, then I'll get a job at Starbucks to like make up the time. Like, and I'm still going to do my business. Like <laughs> it's just, yeah. Comforting. Yeah. Cause it's again, like you, again, you have, like, I always say also to people like you can always make more money. And I mean, that's, it's a lot easier said than done, but the truth of the matter is that you can make more money. You can get another job. You can start doing Uber eats. Like I've been there. You can start bartending. Like, you can always make more money, but you can't always like make new experiences and you can't like make up like your feelings. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna, like, you don't have, like, you don't have to be miserable. You can do your business and whatever. And if you get a part-time job to supplement it, like yeah. there's no shame in that game. Yeah. Because I always like, I would, I always say to my boyfriend when he, like, he struggles with a lot of like shame around, especially like money and stuff. He's a lot of money wounds. And I always say to him, like the bills don't care as long as they get paid. Mm -hmm. like what exactly you're doing whether it's making your parents proud or not as long as like the bills are paid like do what makes you happy it doesn't matter yeah so good (laughs) such good stuff in this (laughs) the confidence podcast (laughs) I'm like this is now Alex is gonna inspire all of us and tell us to get our shit together podcast (laughs) I know this is like Again, because this is like, again, I'm just like such a Virgo. I'm just like, do it. Like, just do it. Like Shia LaBeouf vibes. Like, why are you letting anybody hold you back? The hell? Like, again, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, as long as you have a plan, like you can make a plan. Every time we fight, I'm like, but what's the plan? Where where do we go from here? (laughs) Like, you can always, I don't know, you can make your own success, make it happen. You can do it. I'm a shining example. (laughs) Yes. It's not, it's not impossible. It is hard, but it's not impossible. But, you know, something that my grandpa would say, like, friends lost so easily weren't worth having. Mm. It's, like, kind of same energy to me of, like, you know, success easily won. Is it really success? Like, it's hard work, but it's completely possible. Mm. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) All the freaking, uh, you're hitting all the same, like, memes and things that I'm into. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, like, going through my Giphy library in my head. (laughs) The Shia LaBeouf one, I always tell, I'm like, when people are like, no, what is that? I'm like, go watch it. Go YouTube it right now. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. 
I that's literally like to summarize this whole podcast you'll just have to throw up that Shia LaBeouf meme yeah because <laughs> that's that's the truth why let your dreams be dreams oh so good so okay so where can people reach you what are we sharing what are you working on I know you talked about it already but like do it again <laughs> Okay. So you can find me on Instagram or on my website, Facebook, any social media, the same name at the Bruja's tomb. I'm sure Amanda will put them in the linksy box. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is the Um, if you go on my website right now, you have to sign up for my mailing list because we're going to be coming back online on January 10th. And we're going to be debuting with an all new collection, um, as well as with some fun, little exciting things, probably some new offerings and classes and whatnot. Um, uh, so yeah, you can check out as of now, thebrewhousetomb.com and you'll be able to actually, you'll still be able to browse my readings and stuff. Um, but our new collection, the Wealth and Prosperity Collection will be coming out on January 10th, as long as with my two previous collections, Love and Adoration and Cleanse and Protect coming back online with that. And then definitely sign up for the mailing list because in the next two, three months, I have a lot of stuff cooking. Yeah. But you know, we got to launch things one at a time. <laughs> I know such is life. I have like seven things I want to launch. <laughs> I know it's so it's I I hate like actually launching things if that makes sense. Yeah. Cuz it's like I have especially like as a creator like secondary like I have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And then I also have ADHD so I just want to throw them all at you. I don't want to have to make content about them. Same. same. <laughs> just like know that they're here and they're all good. Yeah. That's why I like doing the fairs and things like I got my stuff in a shop cuz it's like just bring it there and then I don't have to do anything. So nice. I love um fairs and markets have been like by far one of my biggest high. I I was so I don't know why I was afraid to do like my first one. Obviously it's like nerve-wracking not knowing how you're going to set up, getting all yeah. the little signs and like all the things. Yeah. But uh that has been like so much fun actually being able to like interact with and like meet your customer base, get their like live feedback. I love like connecting with people. So definitely like HMU, HMU. Yeah. Hit me up, but also hair and makeup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, um, hit me up on Instagram and stuff, because I also just, if you have any questions or if you just need a big confidence boost, <laughs> I'm happy to talk you up. Yes. All right. I guess all really kind of, um, rolls in with your iconic authenticity, right? I feel like this all kind of rolls also in with yeah. that. It totally with your upcoming launch. Yeah, yeah. That, be yourself. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I know, right? Just be your iconic self. Like you, I literally love I I know it's like shitty, but like <laughs> I love that you're like, nobody believed in me and I freaking did. I mean it's shitty that that was the case, but I love that attitude that's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Like I don't care what anybody else says. Like that is the most like iconic thing, authentic thing you can do. You're like, I knew no matter what that I was right. Even when people told me I was wrong, I'm like, oh. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um oh shit. I forgot what I was gonna say because my ADHD was just like whoop, shiny candle. <laughs> but um th- I appreciate that. Um <laughs> I definitely I everyone just like I we we've been saying this whole time, you know, nobody can live your life for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and nobody else is living your life. Mm-hmm. So be iconic, be authentic, be yourself because it's freaking miserable. But also I feel like it does really go. I just remember what I was going to say. I was going to say it kind of goes, I feel with my whole like hermit archetype of like nobody believing in me and me being like, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to go to the woods and like do it myself. (laughs) I love that. 
All right. Well, thank you, Alexa, for coming on. Thanks everyone for listening. And like Alexa said, I'll put all the links and stuff if you want to connect with her. Uh, We've already talked about her products on other episodes. So go ahead and check out all of her stuff. Um, And yeah, if you, if you need that cosmic kick in the ass pep talk, you know, like get a reading from her. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much, Alexa, for coming on and until next time, everyone. Bye. Adios. <laughs> if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support you can cancel at any time and 100 percent of the proceeds go directly to the pod or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation buy amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash witchy and weird to help fuel them while they record edit create and upload content for the podcast And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!